Hi there, it's Pastor Mary Jean Pigeon with Restoration Women's Virtues again today. Glad to be with you. We have some really interesting things to talk about today. And I was just thinking about um, in Proverbs, these are two things that the, that the Lord brought to my remembrance just a few minutes ago, actually. In Proverbs 3, 19 and 20, it says, The Lord by wisdom has founded the earth by understanding he's established the heavens and by his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down like the dew. And so also it's repeated. So when he says it twice in the Proverbs, in Proverbs 24, 3 and 5, through wisdom is a house builded and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So just stop and think about that. We're going to look into some wisdom, understanding, and knowledge today. And um, and, it, and also it reminded me that right after that, it says a wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. So understanding our uniqueness as women, understanding our call as Christians, and how to apply the Word of God in our lives and, and win victories in the Lord, or manifest the victories of the Lord in our life. So that's an important um part of our call, all of us. And we started off, you know, talking about the power that God has in his word, how to release that power through our lips and our mouth. And then we moved into prayer. And now we're really kind of looking at our influence as a woman. Last week, we uh, in the last couple of episodes, we discussed how the devil, uh, the, the our enemy in Ephesians 6, 12, uh, we wrestle not only against flesh and blood, but also against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. And so um, that our enemy is vicious. We saw that through Ephesians uh, 6, 10 and 12 uh, the last couple of weeks and that we are fighting a vicious enemy. And remember uh what we found out was that he is the reason his raw power is so powerful against the, that of the church is that he has the discipline, the commitment and the organization. And that's what we need in our lives. And so I think I think coming to an understanding of of what all we have to work with and the power of influence that we carry as women, really, um, that it, it's it's a good understanding to have. So we'll start with our first slide where it says in Genesis uh, chapter one, uh, verse 16, this is where the Lord started showing me the powerful influence that we have as women uh, back in the day. And these books that I've written uh, discuss that a lot. But we're going to draw from some of that as we look at our power in prayer. And then in the Genesis chapter one, verse 16, it says the rulers of the darkness of this world God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And that word rule is dominion, rule, government, and power. So the greater light to rule the day, we saw that that's the sun, and it shines in the daytime, and then the lesser light to rule the night, and that's the moon, and it reflects the light of the sun. And we're going to see how in that, the role of the male and the female image of God is being manifested in that. And that, that we can draw from that. We can understand our own strengths. We can understand, you know, my question in the, the beginning was, Lord, how do you want to live your life through me as a female? And that's when all this started for me. And I think 
as we understand our uniqueness as males and females made in the image of God, and also understanding that there is no male nor female in Christ Jesus, because we, we've, you know, Jesus, the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwelleth in our Lord, and we're complete in Him. So we're not limited to that, but we need to understand our original call, me as a female, a man as a male, and that image of God that we carry, that we are here to manifest in the earth. And I think the day that we live in, there's a lot of confusion about that. So it's it's good to understand it more. So the, uh, what I want you to see in these next few slides is that, uh, and the next one is this, Psalm 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. So we just saw that there's two great lights in the heavens. The greater light rules the day, the lesser light rules the night. And then the, then Psalm 19.1 tells us that the heavens are declaring the glory of God. So we can look into the heavens and know that we're seeing a picture of the glory of God. Well, what's up there? Well, you've got the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the different planets. But the sun and the moon, the major uh, two uh, entities that we would look at, the sun and the moon. And then in first, uh, Second Corinthians chapter, this, this didn't print out very well, chapter 11, verses 7 and 8 says, for a man indeed ought not to cover his head for as much as he is the image and glory of, of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman is of the man. So basically it's saying the, the man didn't come out from the woman. The woman came out from the man. The man is declaring, is showing uh, as a picture of the glory of God. The female, the woman is the picture of the glory of the man. She reflects so he can see, if you will. And the, the moon uh, satellites the earth and reflects the light of the sun. And those pictures in the heavens are pictures of our roles in the image of God. He said the heavens are declaring his glory. And when you look into the heavens, you see the sun that has a dominion and a ruling power in the daylight, in the seen world. And then you see the moon, which has a dominion and a ruling power and one word used there is government. So it, it's a governing power. And the moon does that in the darkness. We're going to uh, move on in a little bit to see why Satan hates women so much. And remember, when we talk about the role of the woman, we're also talking about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, because we are in that position to Jesus. Amen. We're in that position to Jesus. So the greater light rules the day. In the, in the next uh, slide with the sun, the greater light rules the day, has an authority, and you might say that, uh, well, let me back up a little bit. The, uh, when I was seeing these things, you know, you, have, you, you, you never know if you just had bad pizza the night before or if this is really the Holy Ghost speaking to you. When I was seeing these things, I questioned myself and I said, well, Lord, is this real or is it Memorex? Am I just making this up? Well, he took me, if you back up to Genesis 1, 16, he took me to Genesis 37, 9 and 10, because I'm asking him, is this, are you really saying something to me? Is this greater light the sun, the lesser light the moon? Is that the male and female role uh, it, it being shown us in the heavens? Remember, God said, let us make man in our image. When he said, let us make man, that word man is a human being. It's not a male. It's a human being. So let us make the human being in our image. And in the, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So 
Uh, he created the two, male and female, and they're in his image. So there's an image in the female of God, and there's an image in the male of God, and that's what we're looking at. And the reason we're even getting into this knowledge, we want to dig up these riches and pleasant things that the Proverbs promised us when we get knowledge. The reason we want to look at this is because the enemy knows these things, and he works them against us. And so we need to understand our part so we can stay committed organized and disciplined amen and then our prayers are much more powerful so uh in genesis 1 16 when i was looking at that he took me to genesis 37 9 and 10 which i didn't make a slide for but you can look this up and then joseph is t telling his brothers about his dream that he's had where the sun and the moon bowed down to him and he said it was his brothers bowing down to him, and that, that made him very angry. And then he went and told his father, and his father said this, uh, Jacob said this to Joseph, Shall I, relating himself to the sun, and your mother, relating her to the moon, bow down to you? So I felt like God was confirming to me that, th what, that what I was seeing is true. Uh, he is demonstrating, you know, God shows us himself in so many different ways. And we just need to know, I always think back on in the New Testament when Jesus was on the beach cooking fish and they were on the, on the ship on the, on the sea and they looked over there and they saw him and, and that finally one of them said, it's the Lord. Well, we need to learn to recognize him. Amen. We need to know um, he's showing us things all the time in natural form. I mean, you stop and think about a baby being born, the miraculous power, uh, the miracle of, a, of a, a human life coming into being. He's showing us his, his, who he is all the time. And he's showing us him, his glory in the heavens. And so the greater light having an authority and, uh, and saying that that is the male, even the foreign religions, even the... the cult religion, they will refer to the sun as a sun god and to the moon as a moon goddess. So there's a feminine and a masculine aspect to the sun and the moon. And if you look at the sun, the sun has its authority in the seen world, the daytime, and men are moved by what they see. And women are moved by what they hear. I used to laughingly say, you know, the, the guy could come up and whisper sweet nothings in your ear and you'd know he was lying to you, but you didn't care because you liked the sweet nothings in your ear. So uh, we are moved more by words. words. Words are spiritual tools, and we're moved by that. So, um, hey, Raja and Sandy, I saw you come in earlier. Good to, good to see you, um, or good to see your comments. <laughs> So a man's moved by what he sees, a woman's moved by what she hears. And so we want to look at the influence uh, in the next slide where the moon shines on the earth and the influence of the moon upon the earth. And I'll, I'm going to take it here from this book. A man named uh, James Kennedy wrote a book called Why I Believe. And it has a good, a good description of what the moon, the, the influence, because as women, we carry a powerful influence. And what we're getting to eventually is uh, why the devil hates us so much and why he's been against us through the years. Remember, 
Back in Genesis 3.15, God said, I'll put an enmity between your, your seed and her seed. And um, he's always known that something, and, and we back up to Galatians 4, 1 through 4, that in the fullness of time, God born himself, Jesus born himself as a, of a woman. So in the fullness of time, we feel like we're in the fullness of time now. The cup of sin is about full. And Jesus, when he came the first time, he came through a woman. He's going to come through the influence of the, the woman. And remember, the church is that influence. So when you talk about some of these things, trying to bring spiritual truths into the natural realm, you have to be careful sometimes because you can get off base. But the influence uh, that the moon has on the earth. Let me just read you this from James Kennedy's book. It says, without the tides created by the moon, all of our harbors and shores would become one stench pool of garbage and it would be impossible to live anywhere near them. Because of the tides, continuous waves break upon the shores of the ocean, aerating the oceans of this planet and providing oxygen for the plankton, which is the very foundation of the food chain of our world. Without plankton, there would not be oxygen. That's amazing, isn't it? So now, remember, we're looking at the moon as an influence on the earth, and it influences the tides. It influences the oceans. Man would not be able to live upon this earth. God has made the moon the right size and, and place, placed it in the right distance from the earth to perform these and numerous other functions. The moon satellites the earth. Now, let me just take that right there. The moon satellites the earth. If the moon is a picture of the female aspect of God and the, and the sun is the picture of the, uh, uh, and the moon is reflecting the light of the sun, then um, it says in Proverbs that a virtuous woman is a crown or compasses about her husband. So she's kind of like a satellite and reflecting the, the light of the glory. She's the glory of the man. The man is the glory of God. When everything's working right, this is great. And so what happened to us was there was a fall and everything got out of order. And we're trying to come back into order in Christ. Amen. So the moon satellites the earth reflecting the light of the sun and carrying a strong influence on the tides of the oceans, which greatly affects the oxygen on our planet. In like manner, spiritually, the woman compasses about is a crown. That's what it means when it says a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. Crown means to compass about the man and is his glory. So um, I know it's not a message that a lot of women want to hear today, probably. But I, I hear so many times they talk about all the problems that we have in our culture and our society and the man is missing from the house. The man is, there's no fathers. There's no fathers in the house. And I just want to say that a father becomes a father because of a woman's influence on his life. And if, and if we're not doing our job, he's not going to be a good father and vice versa. You could see if he's not doing his job, we're not going to be a good influence. So we both need each other. But if we look at the influence of the woman, Influence, the word influence means a power affecting the person, thing, or course of events, especially one that operates without any direct or apparent effort. The power or capacity to produce a desired result, effectiveness, or potency. 
So the power affecting a person and one that operates without any direct or apparent effort. An influence is just, it's, it's, inta- it's intangible. You, can't, you don't always see it or say that's it, but you experience it when it's around you. And um, that's what a woman can do. I, I like to tell women, you, you can um, just, you don't have to have all the stuff. You, you can just walk in the room as a female and change the atmosphere if you're the right female. <laughs> but that's why our behavior is very, very important. Uh, we'll see in a, uh, in a minute that a man can be changed without a word by observing the chaste behavior of the female. And what's happened in our day, and I'll say this to men and women, what's happened in our day is that, is that we, the women have become men. And they're angry and they're bitter and, and they're mad. They, came, they became men because they were mad that, that, like last week, what we remember we looked at last week about the philosophers and how they influenced the Apostle Paul and they influenced the New Testament uh, when people read it. The, philosoph- the philosophers of Athens bequeathed to the world a double indictment against womanhood. From the classic period, especially in the teachings of Aristotle, came the conviction that, conviction that women are inferior to men. We've been fighting that for years. And so now we're tired of it and we just decided to come out and beat them at their own game. And we're doing a pretty good job of it. But uh, that's not what we're called to do by God. We're called to make a man a man and to help him, strengthen him. We were called to be a help meet. Uh, one to, literally, it says to stand out, to declare and decree, to, to declare and um, uh, to decree, stand boldly out opposite and to, to, to declare and tell. That's what we're called to do. When it says, I will make and help meet for him, the word for means to declare and tell. It's translated to declare and tell over 189 times throughout the rest of the, the Old Testament. So I like to tell us, ladies, we were born to talk, and we like that. So, uh, but we were called to declare and to tell. And, but we're to, you know, the, in the book of Deborah, uh, Judges, where Deborah is, she prophesied to Barak about his call. She inspired him and encouraged him to fulfill his destiny. And that's what we're called to do. You know, one time I I remember the Lord asking me, if your husband was to come before me today, this was many years ago when we were just getting into these kind of things. If he was to come before me today on judgment day, how would he fare? And I had to think about it a minute. I mean, according to the Bible, probably none of us would fare really good. That's why we need a savior. And I had to, and he, and he just let me know, well, then that's your job is to see that when he comes before me on that day, that he um, fulfills his destiny. That's your prayer life. That's what you're about. And uh, now, you know, we're, we make a covenant with one person it's not, I'm not that way. I don't have to be that way for all men, but just for the one that I make covenant with. But we should be that way for all human beings, period. Actually, when it says, I will make a help meet for him, he's talking about the human being. It's not just the male. So women, we carry that influence no matter what. And uh, so let's, let's look at some of the scriptures that God has given 
that shows us the powerful influence. There's Genesis, and I printed them out here on my page, but you'll have to just write them down and look them up. But just to know what the Word says about the powerful influence of the female and that uh, we'll, we'll eventually see about it being the weaker vessel and what that means. In Genesis 8, 11, it's the, there's a story of Noah and the flood, and he sent the dove out. You remember that? He sent a raven out, and then he sent the dove out. And the dove, when he, the dove came back, it said the dove came into him in the evening, and this was the second time he had sent her out. She's called a female. He'd sent her out. And when the dove came back, in her mouth the second time that she came back was an olive leaf, uh, a freshly plucked olive branch. And Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. Well, the olive branch, the olive leaf was what they made the olive oil out of, which was what they made the anointing oil out of. So I like to say when the when she came back, she uh, had a fresh anointed word in her mouth. <laughs> so ladies, today, if we can have a fresh, and church, male or female, if we have a fresh anointed word in our mouth, it can change the circumstances of everything. And we could use a few circumstances changed. Amen. So let's have a fresh anointed word in our mouth in the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy 7, 1 through 4 talks about when God, when the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, whether you go to possess, you shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. Neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son, for they will turn away thy son from following me. So if you take uh, his, their daughters for your sons, they will turn your sons away from following me, that, that they will serve other gods. Well, he's, he's saying those women will have a greater influence on the men than the men will have on the women. And so we can influence for good or for bad. I've, I've always liked to say that if a, um, if a virtuous woman, if a, if a, a, rebellious, if a, a rebellious woman can take a good man down, a virtuous woman can build a, a, a man up and make him fulfill his destiny. In Ecclesiastes 7.26, it says, and I find more bitter than death the woman whose heart is snares and nets and her hands is bands. Whoso pleases God shall escape her. And you know the Proverbs talk about the strange woman. That's the, the spirit and the atmosphere that's being carried there. And that's, what, that's where we have a dominion. We have an anointing. And, you know, the, the joke is if mama's okay, the whole house is okay. Well, because we carry the spiritual... Um, uh, the spirit behind things. We set an atmosphere for good or bad. And our, our nothing, if, if we're quiet and never say anything, it's just as bad. We need to speak up. I know I've, I've told you before um, that the Lord told me one time, you're not saying anything bad and that's good, but you're not saying anything good and that's bad. So it's not a matter of just not saying anything. It's a matter of speaking a word in, in due time. First Peter, this is a good one, in 3 verses 1 and 2. Likewise, ye wives, or women, 
Be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. While they behold your chaste conversation and coupled with fear. Now, when it says conversation, it's also behavior. So be in subjection to your own husbands. If any obey not the word, they may also without a word be won by your behavior. So you can see how women can make men out of men. They, they make a man a man, really. They, they uh, help him, let's put it like that. That's what we were called to do, was to be a help meet, to declare and to tell. We help them, and we've lost our vision for that. I was reminded, this, this is tough, but I was reminded of this <laughs> this morning. And it's the, um, where did it go? Here it is. It's in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33, in the Amplified. Let each man love his wife as his very own self. Let the wife see that she respects and reverences her husband. And then this is the, the job description, ladies. That she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates him, and esteems him. And that she defers to him, praises him, and loves and admires him exceedingly. Now that's a vision and a call. And we need the Holy Ghost to do that. But that's, that's our call. And why am I talking about all that because when it has to do with prayer? Well, because we have a vicious enemy that hates us. And when we're in our anointing, we're protected. But if we're not walking in our anointing uh, in the home, at the office, in the church, wherever we are, if we're not walking in that anointing, then we're subject to danger. And that's, that's why I would want you to know that. So let's, let's finish our slides real quick. Um, so we've seen what the Bible says. I just showed you all these scriptures of what the Bible says about the influence that the woman carries. And, uh, we notice in Genesis 3, 15 and 16, that the Lord said, now we're looking at, uh, our vicious enemy, I will put enmity, hostility, and hatred between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now that's prophetic of Jesus coming, but uh, it's also the knowing that there's a hostility. And don't forget, there's no male nor female in Christ. The church is in the position of the feminine side in, in, in the fact that we're in submission to the Lord Jesus Christ and he's the husband and we're the bride. The church is his bride, if you will. And so we're in that position of the, the, the feminine side of God and Jesus is the, ma the masculine side to the church. So the enmity is against the church. It's against the woman and then against the church. And what the devil has to do because of our powerful influence and because our dominion is in the darkness. Remember when we go back to, uh, when we go to Ephesians 6, 12, where it says principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world. They're the only place they have power is in the darkness of this world. Well, whose anointing is out there? It's the female anointing. It's the church. It's the woman in the household. That anointing is the one he's got to move it out of the way. 
for him to get his works manifested in the earth. And so when the church is uh, spirit-filled and on target, she can stop and still the avenger. And when the, uh, the woman in the household is on target and she can stop and she can stop a lot of problems coming into the household. That's where she was given to the, to be a help meet. She can stop a lot of problems and make life easier. And, um, and they can move on and, pros- and prosper together. So let's look at Lucifer's fall, Lucifer being the devil. <laughs> and it's in, uh, Isaiah 14. Uh, I, I forgot to, uh, print it out. So in ver- Isaiah 14, verse 12, it says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Uh, this might get a little complicated, but I just, what I just want you to see is the sides of the north. That's mentioned there. And this is talking about the fall of Lucifer. Why he fell? Because he said, I will sit upon the mount in the congregation. I will ascend into heaven. He said that he, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will, I will, I will. He wanted to be greater than God. But when he said, I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north, the sides of the north is um, the, the word sides has to do with the procreative power, the flank or the thigh, the procreative power uh, uh, and the, the recesses, the extreme parts. What I want you to see, and we'll see two other scriptures where that term is used, the sides of the north. The sides of the north is north has to do with hidden things and the mysteries. And, you know, uh, God has given us the mysteries. Uh, he's, he's made us stewards of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And so bottom line, God has put us as the church and the woman that uh, on a smaller scale, the woman as a church on a larger scale, he's put us uh, in that north place where there's revelation. The north place is um, darkness, a hidden place, and the sides are the procreative power. So the 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 power that is brought forth through revelation <laughs> when the light comes into the darkness, the power that's brought forth in the revelation. So it says in Psalm 48, 2, beautiful for situation or elevation. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. So there it is again, the sides of the north. What I want you to see, and you may not totally follow me here because it's a little complicated, but um, or very complicated. But um, I want you to see that bottom line, we are in the place God has given us the place that Satan desired in Isaiah 14. I will, I will, I will. That's what he wanted. So he gnashes his teeth in hostile hatred of us. And uh, he does it to the woman in the household. He does it to the church in the world. And he hates us and he's vicious. And that's what we wanted to know is to know our place, to get in our place and stay there. 
and do uh, our maternal duties and our paternal duties. If you're a man made in the image of God, then find out what that means and live it out. If you're a woman made in the image of God, find out what that means and live and be faithful to it. Amen. And last two things I want to show you because we need to go. First Peter 3, 7 says this. This is, you know, as the woman has been put down through the years with the philosophers and and whatnot. Uh, it says, likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. The church may look weak and, and ineffective in the world. The wife may be considered, we talk about her being the weaker vessel. And as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. So she's, he's to give honor to her as unto the weaker vessel. He didn't say she necessarily was, but even so, if you go over to 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, my grace is sufficient for thee. This is when Paul was crying out to God to deliver him of a thorn in the flesh. And he said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So when woman is called or the church is considered to be weak, you know, we're told that our faith is a, um, that we, that our faith is a crutch. And they, but look, look where the power of God comes. My grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect or more perfectly performed, literally more perfectly performed in weakness. And Paul said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So we'll go out in power today. <laughs> that even though uh, you might be considered in a weak state, that's where the power of God is coming. The power of God is coming in in weakness. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee, the Lord said to Paul. And he said, my strength, the Lord said to Paul, my strength is made, is more perfectly performed in your weakness. So I don't mind ladies being called the weaker vessel because that's where the power is coming. We better be careful what we call the weaker vessel. The power is coming through us as women. The power is coming through us as the church in the world. And so um, we can rejoice and be glad, but we don't, we don't need to be surprised that our enemy hates us. There's an enmity and a hostility that, it, that he has against us. We have the power at, to stop him, and he knows that. And so that's why our prayer life is so important. So we'll get into more of that next week. Uh, there, there is one thing that I want us to discuss because the, the spirit of reproach, we talked a little bit about it last week. The spirit of reproach is a giant, is a Goliath. So we may go through 1 Samuel 17 next week and see where we need some Davids to come in and put that devil down, put that giant down. Amen. And that could be you and I. So let's just... I think about that. Be reading up maybe on 1 Samuel 17 next week and we'll look into it. Amen. Good to be with you today. God bless you all. And I'll see you next week.